0: comment and share and we are live good morning good afternoon good evening folks it's V the, the Grill Economist and we are with none other than Harley Schlanger Harley is a man that needs no introduction and he's a friend to this channel a voice of reason a voice in the wilderness of chaos and and I was going to say chaosity but that doesn't that's not a word <laughs> I'm losing it. It's Thursday. Harley, welcome, sir. Glad to have you back. Um, what's new? What's what's going on? I mean, there's so many things that are happening, you know, domestically and abroad. Uh, you know, there are rumors, and CJ and I have been tracking it for quite some time, about the GOP giving away the House and or the Senate. Um, we're seeing the, the, the Mueller thing still there, like a specter in the background. Uh, more shenanigans and hijinks from the deep state. Possible war uh, or missile strike or something along those lines in Syria. Uh, so many things, Harley. It's a big ball of yarn. Wherever you want to pull it, on any topic you want, I'd say go for it, and let's and we're gonna we're gonna sit back and let you take us down the rabbit hole.
1: Well, let, let's take two two topics uh, to start with that are very timely. The first one is the. Uh, President Nikki Haley and President John Bolton. uh, Apparently, they believe the New York Times anonymous op-ed that they have to protect the country from Trump because they have decided that the United States needs to launch a strike in Syria. Uh, Nikki Haley, of course, is is going along with the British forecast that Assad is going to use chemical weapons. Bolton is warning that they will rain missiles down on them. Uh, These are two people who are absolute lunatics. In the case of Haley, I think she's extremely ambitious. She wants to see Trump knocked out and to be the replacement for president. I think Bolton's just a nut. And uh, Ron Paul hit this right on the head when he said somebody should remind the president that he said we want our troops out of Syria, not in. That he said no more regime change, and yet his policy seems to be regime change in Syria and that he also said that uh, he is the president. So Ron Paul said, someone's got to get this message to Trump that while we talk about defeating the terrorists, the policy of the deep state is to support the terrorists. I mean, it's so absurd to say that Assad has no right to go in after terrorists who have taken a whole province of his country hostage. The Idlib is essentially a hostage situation. Oh, yeah. Some thousand Al-Qaeda and ISIS members are holed up, embedded in the population, just daring the Russians and the Syrians and the Iranians to come in and hit them. And then unleash, they will, the the terrorists will unleash, either the unleash chemical weapons or they'll fake it the Russians say the video has already been produced. They're going to use this to manipulate Trump. So I think on the anniversary of 9-11, mm. it's disgraceful to see these neocons pushing for more war in the Middle East on the same lies and pretenses that got us in there in the first place under George W. Bush. Yes.
0: Indeed.
1: So that's, that's one thing that I think should be on everyone's agenda. And it doesn't hurt. To call the White House and say, hey, Trump, go back to your promise. No war in Syria. Uh, we were told that there were lots of calls going into the White House. Uh, uh, you know, you never know for sure whether it matters. But I think it's important for the president to know that his base does not want to see him start a war with Russia. That's why they voted for him over Hillary Clinton.
0: Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And, now, you know, it, it, it amazes me the, the this incredible rabid penchant that neocons have of war. It's it's incredible. War crying out for war by men who look like they couldn't fight their way out of a paper bag. Harley, a well, wet virtually paper bag.
1: all of them are draft dodgers. Yeah. So, but, but you know, the, the, the fact of war is you don't have to have been in war to want war. In fact, most people who have been in war are reluctant to have wars. Now, people like Petraeus are an an exception, but the the neocons as a whole were aptly described by someone as chicken hawks. Mm -hmm. They they didn't want to fight the battles, but they wanted to uh, go and pick the bones of the dead.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. One thousand percent.
1: The other thing, V, that, that I think is important to look at is that We are now approaching the 10th anniversary of the 2008 collapse, and what's interesting is that in the last week, there have been a number of people calling for Glass-Steagall. The National Association of Federal Credit Unions has come out with a very strong white paper on Glass-Steagall being the solution. In Europe, you have savings bankers and you have uh, economic blogs, uh, the government of Italy talking about the need for Glass-Steagall and bank separation. Now, why is this an issue? Well, you have in Europe, you've got Deutsche Bank, which is collapsing. Its stock is now down to about eight euros a share. Uh, They've done everything they can to try and cut costs. And the problem is not costs in the bank. The problem is that they're a speculative machine. Their, their income comes from trading, yeah. their losses now are coming from trading, and they're a basket case waiting for a bailout. And if the German government, which told the Greeks and told everyone else, no more bailouts, goes and bails out Deutsche Bank, the EU is dead. So this is a corpse rotting on the doorstep where no one can go out and move it or bury yeah. it. Mm. And then you look in the United States and you have... The macho Jamie Dimon talking about how he's ready to take on Trump. You know, we're all... <laughs> is amazing, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Jamie
0: Dimon. He's got a lot of credibility, Jamie Dimon. Oh, yeah. The derivative kingpin, Diamond himself. And derivative the, Diamond.
1: The, the financial system in the U.S. has not really recovered. There are some signs that things have improved in terms of jobs and a few other things. But the overall picture is that for every dollar of new income, there are $3 of debt being created. The, the debt is unsustainable. Correct. What are you going to do with the corporate debt? Once the dominoes start falling, we could see 12,000 to 20,000, 12,000 to 20,000 corporations go under. We, we can see a lot of those jobs from the last five years disappear overnight. The dollar is a catastrophe waiting to happen. Yes. Because if interest rates go up, in the short term, everyone will move to the dollar, but it will mean that all the dollar-denominated debts will become more expensive, so the emerging market countries won't be able to pay, but neither will U.S. corporations. So that's why smart people are starting to call for Glass-Steagall. A friend of mine, William White, the former chief economist for the Bank for International Settlements... Just said that the only thing that's happened since 2008 is they learned how to play the game better to create more debt, but how to use that debt to immediately make profits for the traders. So this is another uh, explosion waiting to happen. So you look at these two things, the unresolved or the, the failure to resolve the banking crisis from 2008 and the fact that the neocons still are committed to war in the Middle East. And you have a potentially perfect storm. And the president is off his stride right now. He's he's not sure who to blame or who to hit or, or which way to go. And I, I think he's got to take a minute. Maybe he should listen to his former advisor, Roger Stone. He yeah. said, stop getting in the gutter with these guys. Make two points. One, Russiagate is a fraud and it was designed to prevent you from uh, stopping regime change and stopping wars. And two... You're going to focus on the economy and improve the lives of the American people. And you're doing that through trade negotiations, uh, through infrastructure, and so on. And uh, Roger's been saying this fairly often. Uh, Bannon, meanwhile, keeps trying to push Trump to emphasize the opposition to the Clintons. Well, everyone knows he's against Clinton. All he has to do is talk about war with russia versus his policy of of negotiation and and cooperation but he's got to get on message really quickly because in less than two months the republican party is facing a potential avalanche and the problem trump has is that the republicans running with him are no damn good but the base is loyal to him and if he gives the base if he unleashes the base gives them some red meat and then Uh, takes off the leash uh i don't think there'll be a blue wave but if he continues to kind of stumble we've got a really dangerous situation Mm -hmm.
0: here and that's what frightens me is the stumbling what frightens me you know it seems that there are certain people that are uh inured uh by by you know certain chat boards and whatnot uh And they're waiting around for some sort of massive event to happen, and I'm fearing that they're going to sit around waiting for this massive event to happen, like this mass arrest with these 45,000 indictments that are constantly touted out there in the interwebs, and all the while not be politically involved come the midterm 2018 elections. And that is frightening. And uh, CJ and I, this morning, Harley, we pulled up the budget of the expenditure. And uh, when you look at how the Democrats are right now – have nearly twice the amount of cash and they are cash flush yeah. versus the Republicans. It's alarming.
1: Well, the problem with the Democrats is they may have a lot of money, but what are they going to do? Run ads saying we're not Trump. Yeah, you know, This is a problem they have. And if Trump is Trump and campaigns effectively, he can counter it. But on your first point, look, I, I read 15 different blog postings uh, on uh, Monday Saying that on September 11th, thirty thousand people are going to end up in jail. The military is going to put them in jail. The, the white hats are going to put them in jail. Hillary's going to be in jail, and you know this is this is the kind of wishful thinking that causes people to sit on their rear ends when a war is underway. Correct. Uh, and, and this is not just passivity; it's induced uh, brainlessness. And you know, I, I think that people better. Now, even if all that were true, that it was going to happen, you still shouldn't sit around and wait for it.
0: Yeah. The
1: only way we've gotten to the point we have is that handfuls of people have been blogging the truth about what's behind Russiagate. You know, the LaRouche Pack has been doing it consistently. Uh, the Consortium News, the uh, VIPs have been very good on oh, this.
0: Oh, VIPs has been fantastic.
1: And, and Rogue Money has been Pumping out the material yeah. on our, it.
0: our friends uh, Sean at SGT and david x twenty two and
1: yeah, and yeah. then you have a handful of Congressmen who may be screwed up on the the what's the real intent of Russia, but they're very good at exposing the fraud and corruption of the FBI and the Justice Department. Yeah, so because of that, there's been a turn in the situation. It's not because a bunch of ex-military and intelligence people are in a bunker somewhere planning, to unseal 32,000 indictments. So it's a fight. And I would urge everyone who listens to this program to make sure you're not sitting on the sidelines on November 6th. You know, I'm not advocating voting for Republicans because I think most Republicans are idiots, at least the way they've been acting. What I'm saying is vote for the people who will support Trump and send an overwhelming message to them that their election depends on supporting Trump. And under those circumstances, Trump can then take up again the collaboration with Russia, with China. You know, uh, today the the report came out, there'll be new talks with China and Trump is directly intervening to make sure that things don't go completely off the rails with China. Why? Because things are moving beautifully with North Korea because China, Russia and Japan and South Korea are coordinating with Trump, something Obama could never do and Bush could never do because they wanted North Korea as an adversary. Yeah. Trump is showing, I mean, it's really quite funny. He, he was saying in one of his speeches the other day, they're saying, I'm too nice to Putin. No one's ever called me nice before. <laughs> and I thought that was a pretty funny comment.
0: So, mm, that is.
1: So we have a potential revolution underway. And it's a revolution against the neocons and the neoliberals. It's it's against the Bush crowd, the Clinton-Obama crowd. And it's because average people were thrust into a moment where they saw they could make a mark in history, and they voted for Trump. And many of them went to rallies. Many of them brought their friends with them. Now is the time to revive that mobilization, that sense of insurgency, the sense of intolerance toward the... Self-appointed elites who arrogantly refer to the supporters of Trump as as what what's the word um, de- deplorables?
0: No, the deplorables uh, or yeah. fanatics. I mean, it, it was leaked today. The Google video. Did you see that? The no, the, didn't. the the yeah. Google the um, at the end of the 2016 election, Google had a huge company-wide meeting where it was videotaped in the forum, and you had the CFO. Crying that Hillary lost. We had Sergey Brin, the founder of Google, and Larry Page up there saying that Trump supporters are extremists. They are likened to Nazis. A hmm. uh, huge, huge uh, video that was dropped that is going to cause a significant amount of blowback to the to Google. And 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 I'm happy that it's happening because now people are saying, "Whoa, these guys are nuts. They're not. They're literally trying to." steal people's uh, steer people's thoughts and they're working and how they worked very hard in, in trying to get hillary promoted they're not unbiased and they always have this tagline don't be evil they are evil
1: well let me give you an example uh as the war is being prepared in syria with the brits the french the u.s and they're trying to get the germans in on this youtube took down the syrian government channel so here you have one of the few sources of truth. Uh, Robert Fisk, a very well-known expert in the Middle East, just did a tour in Idlib and reported that in areas where the government is prevailing, people are happy. But that people who are being s- able to escape from the behind the enemy lines, they tell stories of atrocities being committed by the ISIS and Al-Qaeda forces. Oh, of course. And yet you have... Yeah. The foreign minister of Britain, you have the U.N. ambassador from Britain, you have Nikki Haley saying that if Russia goes in and any civilians are hurt, then that's a cause for war. Well, What about the U- what the U.S. did in Raqqa, where we destroyed the area? We did much more damage there than the no, Russians That that, that, was not, uh, that, was, that was just kinetic
0: action, Harley. It's right. you know, <laughs> kinetic action. What are you talking about? Nothing happened.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm, and then yeah. really astonishing was uh, Haley saying there should be no rebuilding of Syria as long as Assad is president. So here she is saying we have to protect the civilians, but then saying that let the civilians starve to death. Only
0: Harley, so, only somebody who has the intellect of a ramen noodle like Nikki, the Waffle House waitress Haley would say something so Stupid and cockamamie as that.
1: Well, the fact of the matter is, she is saying it, and in the eyes of much of the world, she represents the president. Now, when I say much of the world, I mean the Western world, yep. because the media in the West is absolutely immoral and degenerate. Uh, I, you know, I just I, I had a doctor's appointment the other day, and the, my doctor pulled me aside and said, "I know you're a journalist, and, and you know something." What happened to journalism? How come these journalists are so terrible? And she brought up the case of Bob Woodward. Well, Woodward's a known liar. Woodward claims that when Bill Casey was lying in the hospital, dying from a stroke, unable to talk, that he somehow got out a confession about Iran-Contra to Bob Woodward. So, you know, here's a guy whose whole purpose is impeachment, impeachment of Trump. Uh, right. You have people like McCain, who's, who's lionized by the media. You have John Brennan, who became a hero to the same people who four years ago were calling for his dismissal, including The Washington Post,
0: yep.
1: because he was spying on Senate staffers who were doing an investigation into torture by the U.S. and Iraq. Yep. Uh, he spied on them. He ta- hacked into their computers and and these are people who say the Russians are doing uh, malignant hacking. Well, it was Brennan hacking in the Senate Intelligence Committee. So, you know, the hypocrisy is, is amazing. But I, I think it's important to call out the real Americans, the people who came around to support Trump and did so because of his rejection of regime change, his rejection of these free trade agreements, the fraud of man-made climate change. You know, he's he's stuck with a number of his promises. The area where he's still weak is the economy. I I don't buy the fact that the tax cut is a winning issue. I think a winning issue would be if we we saw American infrastructure start to be built.
0: Exactly.
1: $20, $25 an hour jobs created, building something productive. He said he was going to do it. He's been stymied by Schumer and others on the Democratic side and by Mitch McConnell and Paul Ryan on the Republican side. So if we can clean up that problem and and keep Trump from being impeached, then I think we can deal with these problems. But but otherwise, the deep state's plan is clear. Tie him up emotionally so he's not capable of following through, and then launch wars, uh, launch destabilizations, and, and impeach the guy.
0: Yep. Absolutely, that's exactly what they're trying to do, and this is why this uh, midterm 2018 election is so, so important. This is probably the most important midterm election in U.S. history, and I can't stress that enough, Harley. I think uh, if the democrats come back in, if the, if the swamp comes back in with a fury, with these complicit uh, republicrats and dem and uh, democrats, then uh, the president Trump is going to have his work cut out for him and a lot of the things that he's trying to do it's going to be stonewalled it's going to be stymied it's going to be bottlenecked and it's not going to be a good situation for us and if we can't get ourselves fixed and get a physical economy in place that is based by production and real numbers then by the end of the Trump administration my friend we are facing we are facing a a, a precipice of doom
1: well in the end of the Trump administration maybe much sooner than people think If the Democrats can win the House, and even if they don't get a majority in the Senate, they're already eroding Republican support for Trump with this endless drumbeat. Now, I I just want to throw one more thing out here for people to, to think about, which is the pace of developments in Africa with China. The economic development perspective is now clear in countries like Nigeria, Egypt, Tunisia, Countries people are familiar with, others like Zimbabwe, which has been a a crisis point for a while, Somalia. They're all working together with the Chinese. The Italians are now getting involved in it. Uh, So they're talking about trilateral developments. And I don't mean trilateral commission. I mean three-part, Italy, China, and Nigeria working on a major water, water project. So these things are going to take off. The president of Ghana was in the United States recently and he met with Trump and he came out very excited and hopeful because he said he laid out the plan Ghana has, which includes cooperation with China. And when he, he said when he mentioned China, Trump lit up and said, you know, Xi Jinping is a great friend of mine. And he said, I'll talk to him about this. Mm-hmm. So if you get those kinds of, of personal connections, uh, the potential is is great for the United States to participate in this right. new paradigm that's coming into existence. And mm-hmm. that's the
0: future. Yeah. 100% agree, Harley. I 100% agree with you. Folks, thank you all for listening in. Harley, thank you for being on and sharing this amazing information with us. Again, folks, you can find him on larouchepack.com and the Schiller instituteorg The links will be in the description box below. And with that being said, we're over and out. Take it away, CJ.